Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us Joining us at Self-Care Society. This is Carrie Shaw. I'm your host this week, and I am with Queen Smith today. Um, Queen, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. So professionally, I am Queen Smith. I work for Healthy Moms and Babes, and that's a nonprofit here in Hamilton County, Cincinnati. Um, our focus is on women and women's health with a special focus on women in pregnancy, um, raising children and families. So um, I spend most of my time guiding pregnant women or women who've just birthed children um, into those uh, loops and humps that they deal with with motherhood, but also just keeping a good eye on their health and self-care and things like that, which is why I support and love what you all do so much. So that's what I do for a living. I've done that for almost 20 years here at Healthy Moms and Babes as a certified community health worker and home visitor. Um, Currently, I do engagement management for our agency, and I get to go out in the community and do all sorts of fun things that celebrates the work that we do here at Healthy Moms and Babes. So um, that's me professionally. Personally, I am a mom. I have three children and one angel. I have a daughter who lost a battle to cancer. It was a gracious battle, but when she was 20, she battled childhood cancer from the age of 14. And that's one of those things that it used to be hard to talk about. It's been three years and I'm thankful for healing and being able to speak upon that and to share that testimony, but it's a part of my life. So she was my oldest and I have three children now and two grandbabies. I got to become a grandma this year. So um, that's who I am. I love what I do and I love my family. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Queen. Wow. Congratulations on becoming a grandmother. Yes, that is totally a different unexpected title that um, I'm definitely embracing. I bet you are. And 20 years of working with mothers and babies, that's that is um, quite a testimony to your passion for the work. Um, you know, often I tell people that um, I recently spoke at a career day at my daughter's school, and I noticed she's been using this quote in her speeches. You know, God bless her and salute to her being a valedictorian this year. But a favorite uh, thing that I like to tell them is, you know, I didn't choose this work. It chose me because I I totally had other plans for myself beyond high school. But, you know, there's something funny about life and the things that we live and we experience. And we always want to 
if we are those passionate, helping um, kind of individuals, we want to get involved there and see what we can do to make change and make impact. And for me, getting into community health worker, community health work led me to that sort of work and healing for people. So. Wow. Fantastic. Um, so one of the questions we like to talk about uh, with our guests is kind of who's the, who's the internal person that um, we don't see as often and who is the external person that like who, what's the persona or the image that other people look at you and see as Queen Smith? So um, how would you answer that question? Like how do how would other people describe you, do you think? It's funny because I recently did um, a survey where people got to like judge me and talk about my character and talk about things that um, they were asked. And it was very anonymous, but it's like my colleagues and folks that I'm here with. So that was very helpful and very insightful um, to know that I came off as a dominant, you know, someone that was overly confident, like different things like that I saw. And I never would have picked that for myself. But um, some other things that were brought to my realization that people thought I was very resourceful and knowledgeable and approachable and trustworthy, a leader, someone that they would come to or that they needed. Um, so that was happy and helpful to know. But some of the more stronger ones, I'm like, huh, I didn't know that I could be that. I didn't know that I was that. Um, but I couldn't take offense to it, um, even if I didn't feel like that was me, because I have to embrace that type of um, those reflections, because it it tells me and it teaches me exactly where I've come from. You know, I was born in trauma. I survived trauma. And I spent a lot of my life um, not only trying to help others, but, you know, trying to survive, trying to protect myself, trying to get to that next step, you know, trying to see something different, trying to change, you know, generational curses, generational cycles. I spent a lot of my life doing that. And in doing so, with the lived experiences I have, I've been able to give back to so many people doing the work that I'm doing right now. I've been able to do that. So it's very fulfilling, you know, and it's, you know, taught me more than anything that no matter where that I, where I haven't been able to go with a lot of my goals and the things that I want to do um, in terms of school and higher education that I'm I'm still helping people and I'm still moving people forward and I'm still being that gateway and that light to see someone else make it to some of those higher marks in life that, you know, barriers just proved to be so big for me, you know, teaching and showing people how to remove those things, giving them a different opportunity at life is very rewarding. And I'm thankful for that platform. So that's me <laughs> who I see. Sometimes I have to get down and stern because I like to keep things moving forward. Um, I think I've talked to you maybe in the past before on other business ventures, uh, just about um, kind of being consistent and steady. And sometimes that could come off a little more dominant to people when you have to be consistent about, you know, the flow of things. So I'm working on those kind of skills and I'm trying to understand and adapt to different environments, but 
in all, I think that I'm a great person and people hopefully view me as that more than anything else. And that's, that's what I set out to be. So. Wow. Thank you. Yes. That's, that um, must take some humility and self-compassion to hear how people describe you. I mean, that, that's yeah. a really vulnerable thing to do. Um, wow. And so, so it sounds like what you heard didn't always line up with how you see yourself. It did. It, it definitely seeing it here I am always knowing inside I was that person that waited for everyone else to speak you know went last uh took what's left um you know didn't have an opinion because you're raised in an environment of survival and and you know you weren't raised to be acknowledged you know so being a person that knew this who I was (laughs) but someone else saw something different I'm like well, I'll be, you know, but at the same time inside, it was, it was a growth and a, a learning moment for me, you know, learning that, you know, I had overcame some things that I hadn't realized that I had held on to so long, but, um, I'm starting to have a voice <laughs> that, you know, it took a while to adopt. Yes. Yeah. And I think in our line of work with community health work, um, having a voice for ourselves is really important. Sometimes it's easier for us to have a voice for other people than it is for ourselves. Um, But it sounds like people see that in you. Yeah. Sometimes they don't want to see it (laughs) because they're so used (laughs) to you saying yes all the time or I will. Okay. Um, That you're not this time, or I don't think so, or catch me another time comes off a little louder, but it's okay. Because the intention that I have in my heart and my actions, those line up with what I needed to. So it's okay. Right. And you're setting some boundaries. And sometimes when we are, when we do come from a place of trauma, that's really hard Mm -hmm. to learn how to set those boundaries. How queen. Um, so my next question is how, I mean, you've been through, you've been through some really hard things. I mean, one of the most difficult scenarios that I think any parent could imagine is losing their child. Um, and you've, you've come through it and you are able to talk about it now. And um, you know, we've had some conversations about that and I'm just always in awe of your grace and, um, insight about that whole, everything you went through and losing your daughter. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about self-care and how you, how self-care fits into your healing. Um, First of all, don't get me wrong, Miss Carrie. It it may look, you know, easy to sit here and be tough, but I cry a lot. You know, it just it will still come. It will still come out. I often find um even being tough through these kind of conversations. I might get through the conversation 
but immediately after and at solitude, you know, I'm like this. So I'm surprised that it came right now. <laughs> I'm probably a little hurt because when you say, what is your self-care? What do you do? This is a part of it. You know, I have to let myself feel. Yes. I yes. do. And I have to start um, and I need to do this more. And I'm starting to do this more, you know, using my PTO, taking a self-care day. I don't have to have anything planned to do or a place planned to go. I could just not plan to get out and, you know, schedule myself to help all day because I know that's what I'm going to do <laughs> as soon as I come here. So just take a break off from scheduling myself you know, for others and schedule that time for me. One of the techniques that I teach my moms who, you know, I can relate to like me feel that it's so much more things to do. So many things to accomplish that I'll get to me. I'm not important right now without saying so. That's what we're doing. That's what our actions is doing. And I especially love doing this with my moms that they have their calendars and their planners and their you know, and they're telling me how it is and what they have going on. And I just challenge them to literally schedule their self on that calendar somewhere, anywhere, you know, at least once a week, five minutes and just schedule Carrie right there, you know, at that time and tell me, tell me about that. Tell me how that went, you know, and the beautiful thing that happens with that is here's a mom that you know, she's finding herself and she's realizing that she deserves time. You know, she deserves attention and care. And it then it becomes a thing where it's demanded. You know, over time, these women that I've worked with that have done that, you know, they tell me about how it became necessary and it's mandatory, you know, just like work or anything else. So um, I love sharing that because that's one of those things that I didn't know that that would happen, but it was just, the only thing I could do in that moment to rescue this mom from feeling like she had to be on the back burner all the time that she didn't matter. So. And so, wow, that's fabulous. I mean, I think so many of us need to hear that take our PTO and um, literally schedule ourselves into our calendar. That, because- that's been huge for me because I've been a person that, in an 80 hour work week, I'm the 99 hour person, the 94 hours. And it's like, where did the time go? How did so much of my day I'm spending 10 hours at work and six hours with my family at home. And it's like, how does it happen? So I needed to do some adjustments, do some balancing. And I found that to be the most helpful scheduling myself in in that busy helping week. So Fantastic. I love that. And I probably should do the same. <laughs> hey, it's, it won't, it, it will help us all. Cer- certainly yeah. won't hurt. That's right. That's right. Um, do you have any other final words or anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, um, I guess the biggest thing that I could say right now at this moment, just even being able to share and talk to people Whatever it is that you're working on that you desire that's in your heart, whether it's improving your health, improving your relationship, you know, helping someone, something that, of course, that goes without saying a community health work, but just 
Whatever it is that you get up and you desire to do each day, don't let the day go by without planting at least one seed into doing it. You'll feel much better. So thank you for having me. Thank you, Queen. It's always a pleasure. And I always learn something from you every time we interact. So thanks so much for your time. And I hope that you um, get some five minutes of Queen time in today at least. Yes, I definitely need it. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you for thinking of me, Carrie. And I can't wait to hear about that scheduled Carrie appointment that (laughs) I wait a while. I'll give you some weeks and then I'm going to ask, how did that go? Okay, deal. You can be my my accountability partner. (laughs) Thanks, Queen. Take care. You too. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish, it's self-care.